Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Boom! Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa the first, baby. And our esteemed co-host, Louis Bartone. Oh, oh hey. special guest. What up? Straight from the Goldcast <laughs> videos. Welcome on. Now, I, I don't think anyone realizes we. this is officially your first time on the Goldcast, but it's not really your first time on the Goldcast. It's like a kind of my first time on the Goldcast. Yeah, it's like it's like one point one point two or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we actually recorded an episode with Louis in July of this year that for one reason or another, something was wrong with the recording and we didn't have it. And so we ended up not having his debut there. So your debut is officially on this Goldcast. Welcome to the Goldcast, buddy. Love it. Thank you, guys. So happy to be here, man. Awesome. So we're going to get into the news today. Raymond, why don't you talk about everything that has happened since game four of the final the final preseason game? I mean, a lot has gone down. The biggest headline coming out of San Francisco was, of course, the very unfortunate news that former fullback now tight end Bruce Miller was arrested for uh, assault, aggravated assault, um, assault on an elderly a battery, as well as assault with a deadly weapon, not a firearm. Um, his bond today was $178,000. And, of course, within an hour of that news coming out of San Francisco, Trent Balky went ahead and released him from the team, which, of course, made a little bit of caused a little bit of a ripple effect in terms of roster movements. So, one of those big, uh, so why don't we start there then before we get into some of the roster movements because that was a big hit. It's really unfortunate, and this is always, you know, this generally, once we're this far into, like, the beginning of the season, I mean, this is something I would expect, unfortunately, in, like, June or May, not, not you know, after preseason. Yeah, it was actually last June or last July, one of the two, where he was um, arrested for domestic violence, but then everything got dropped or dismissed his wife came out and said no he wasn't physical or anything so he kind of dodged a bullet there that was his kind of get out of jail free card but not wow. this time around yeah definitely a bummer like really really kind of disappointed that uh that it's come down so i thought i thought bruce miller was a was a fairly decent player that you know had just never quite got his due and looking at the way we were playing we looking at all those tight end passes that was happening during preseason i mean it you know it looks like that's it's a hole that we now have well potentially <clears throat> i mean there's still Blake Bell, there's still Selig, there's still McDonald, so you still got some good guys over there. You also have Jerron Ham, who might come up at any point in time. Although the nine, I mean, you know, you never know what might happen because Jerron Ham did lead uh, the team in, I think, receptions during the preseason. So, and that's a guy who ended up getting retained on the uh, practice squad. So he did clear waivers. Thank God for that. There was quite a few guys on the waiver wire that everyone was kind of biting their nails about, but most of them uh, made made it uh, back onto the practice squad, so that was good news. Uh, speaking of the roster itself, or actually, well, Louie, um, did you have any thoughts on Bruce Miller? Uh, that just sucks. That just definitely just sucks. Listen, you, know, you hate seeing that, even though I'm the resident Rams fan, and uh, you know, 
I, I want you guys to be worse than us. I don't want to see you guys lose players to uh, to reasons like that. Yeah, that's that sucks. I always kind of liked him, so that blows it. That's the reason why he's out. Yeah, and unfortunately, I guess uh, you know, guy can't hold his liquor. He was tried to get a hotel room at like three in the morning. So we all know what he was doing at that hour, and yeah. there was no vacancy. So then he kind of, in his drunken stupor, knocked on one of the doors of the hotel guests and knocked on one door, and it was like a 70-year-old man and a 66-year-old woman. And then, this is according to the reports out of San Francisco, and then the door adjacent to that room was the son of the elderly man. He came out, was the same age as Bruce Miller, to age 29, came out and said, hey, you know, you have the wrong room. He got aggressive. He charged him. They tried to, you know, pull him back. But, you know, Bruce Miller is a huge, huge guy. So their efforts were thwarted. Both the the 29-year-old son and the elderly man both went to the hospital. The elderly man had broken bones. They didn't say which bones were broken. Um, But, you know, when you have a fullback who's as good as Bruce Miller, you know, in a drunken, aggressive mood i mean that's scary so it's just unfortunate that he was so irresponsible uh, with himself and there was a picture on instagram he sent out earlier that day with a couple of buddies saying sunday sundays for the boys or something like that i don't know but it's just like gosh like such an innocent picture who would have thought that you know that night would be the end of potentially his career i think he'll get another shot but first the nfl is going to come down on him with his suspension which they didn't do last year so I expect Ooh, yeah. I expect a full full on penalty here. Anywhere between six to eight games is my guess. I could see that. All right, so moving on. So after that happened, that caused a, a few ripple effects. The Niners tried to trade L.J. McCray to the Seattle Seahawks rather than just let him get claimed off of waivers. He didn't pass the physical, so he ended up just getting waived. So the Niners um, were were not able to get a. Uh, I think it was a seventh round draft pick from Seattle, so he's on waivers. He mostly got likely get picked up by Seattle for free. So that's kind of a bum deal there. But we did re-sign Dewan Harris, who showed lots of flashes of potential. I think the only thing that really bothered me was his ball handling techniques, which led to a couple of fumbles during the preseason. Something that I'm would uh, that i not surprised to see out of Mike Davis, who also had a couple fumbles in the preseason. But I expect a little bit more tighter technique for someone like Dewan Harris, who's been in the league for more than a couple years, actually used to play for Green Bay as well, especially under the tutelage of Tom Rathman, who emphasizes um, uh, ball protection very much so. So, I mean, we're talking about one of the best running back coaches in the NFL. So nice to see him back in the mix. Hopefully he'll add another dimension to an already deep running back group. Uh, Will Redmond, the third-round pick, who was coming off an ACL injury, was placed on IR. He had flashes uh, during the preseason, looked really good in the limited play he had, but also looked like he was missing a step or two, wasn't quite fully healed. So this makes sense. I mean, he might be able to come off IR, but if he does, it'll be the only uh, he'll be the only player able to do that. Uh, each NFL team's only allowed one uh, IR promotion per year. Right. Right. And then uh, the Niners also claimed another Oregon defensive lineman, tra- Taylor Hart from Philadelphia. So that was a big one. They waived L.J. McCray, they picked up Taylor Hart, they signed Dewan Harris, and they placed Will Redman on IR. Those were kind of the big moves that followed uh, the Bruce and release Bruce Miller. Release Bruce Miller. And release Bruce Miller. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and Bruce Ellington drops down for the season too. He's out yeah, for the season though. That was That's rough. Huge. 
he fell, really and then huge. Eric Rodgers fell earlier before that during a training camp. So those were the two wide receivers that really they really thought were going to be kind of complementary pieces to Torrey Smith and uh, Quentin Patton, but unfortunately it didn't happen that way, which is why we picked up Curly. We, we picked up Rod Streeter as well. That was a good pickup. He was in the Raiders. He had over 800 yards receiving in 2013 in Oakland, so hopefully he can recapture some of that under Chip Kelly's offense, which is a nice balance between run and pass. So we'll see. How I had develops. no idea they picked up Rod Streeter. That's awesome. I, I've been a huge, uh, huge advocate fantasy wise for Rod Streeter. I've always rooted for him. I have like a running gag with a buddy of mine that like every year I'm going to put a waiver claim on him. I never will. I never would uh, because he ended up not <laughs> fulfilling really well. But hopefully he can put it together in San Francisco. That'd be awesome. I'm, I'm, I root for him all the time. Oh, that's great. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah he did put up, up some pretty. He had a breakout year that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if yeah. he's able to recapture some of that. Yeah, that is that is a lot of a lot of changes. <clears throat> and you know, Blaine Gabbert has officially announced as starting quarterback for Week One. Um, yes, which I which I love, and I call I love it because I called it. I called it last preseason or last uh, not preseason last this off season when uh, they hired Chip Kelly. When they hired Chip Kelly, I said I think Blaine Gabbert's the better quarterback for that system, even though everyone thought it would be Cap. I think Gabbert's a better quarterback for it. It's it's easy to fall in love with Cap in that situation because his upside's so much greater than Gabbard. Oh, yeah. And even Christian Ponder and, and Jeff Driscoll, who, by the way, also got picked up on waivers by the Bengals. Um, so that was our six-round draft pick this year. We picked up wow. him, uh, Aaron Burbridge, and Kelvin Taylor. We had three offensive players in the sixth round of this year's draft. And Driscoll did not make the team. He was cut, and then he was picked up by the Bengals real quick as soon as he hit the waiver wire. Good um, for him. So good for him. He'll have another shot over there. So well, good luck to him. Yeah, uh, I think, just I think, a little, a little disappointing to see such a recent draft pick uh, already gone low. That's well, and a quarterback too, because that's that's such a sensitive subject with our team right now. It's, it's a, exactly, it's a and we it's like we we just got that guy. Yeah, who is like a more raw version of like Gabbard and Cap. He's kind of a hybrid. He looked like in preseason. He was he showed off some running ability for sure, man. He did. He did. We're about to begin our. Pre, our, our, our regular season preview, our regular season extravaganza. We we pretty much as a group have here at the Goldcast pretty much feel that the Seahawks and the, the Cardinals are going to be taking first and second. In which order? Not really sure yet. My so, money is on Arizona, Seattle. In that order. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think so as well. Raymond, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I'd probably say I'd probably give a slight edge to Arizona because they're a bit more complete at this stage. Although mm. Seattle, you never know with Seattle. They they have this they have this knack, even though they're kind of on the downturn of of, of their peak, so to speak. Um, but they still have enough juice in the tank to, regardless of what the record is, whether it's ten and six or eleven and five or something like that. Uh, they still have enough in the tank to overcome into, especially if they get into the playoffs because they've been there. They have that juice, kind of like the Giants. How with the Giant, if the San Francisco Giants, the baseball franchise, gets into the playoffs, regardless of how they, you know, sludge through the regular season, then they have this ability to kind of just turn it on. And so, if Seattle gets there, whether it's a wild card or as a division winner. Um, then watch out because they're they're pretty formidable uh, once they're inside the playoffs. People 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 kind of forget too um, that last year they kind of um, uh, people I've talked to they write off that divisional game between Seattle and Carolina. 
because they were down at halftime 31 to zero. They came back to make it, I believe, either 31 24 or I think it was 31 24, 31 27. Like they came close to over to uh, overcoming the deficit and beating Carolina in Carolina. I mean, they were they were not far off. I definitely think I, my money is again on a um, on a possible NFC West. Um, NFC uh, West, uh, yeah, NFC Championship. Yes, exactly. I think Arizona, Seattle is going to be them, and and I, I my money's on Arizona all year this year. I think they're they're just such a, a complete team, like you said. And if you guys have watched uh, All or Nothing, or if anyone out there can watch it, it's on Amazon. It's when they followed the Arizona Cardinals through their whole 2015 season. Did you see? I, it? I, yeah, I watched it. I highly, highly recommend it. That's the closest I ever came to binge watching something. Um, it was, I, I think I finished it in a week, which if anyone knows that's insanely fast, <laughs> it was, uh, it was incredible. I mean, I made, I wanted to be a Cardinals fan. Like that was how good it was. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. It so was, so yeah. it just, it, it just falls them through training camp or does it fall them through the whole nope. year? Whole season. It's the first time it's ever happened in the NFL. Cause there's a hard knocks, which is just through training camp, but no camera crew has ever followed a team for the entirety of a season. They followed them from. Uh, from the first they from the start of the regular season, so week one, all the way through until they lost in Carolina. Wow. Yeah, and it just makes you root for all all the players. It seems really cool. It makes you root for all of them. Um, and they right, just, and all that behind the scenes stuff. Exactly, you get to see them as people, and like you know, and and more than just kind of a player on a field. And and on, and to, on top of that, back to the original point, though, is, is yeah, they're just they're such a good team and Bruce Arians is such a good head coach. When you watch that and you realize it, you're like, Oh, this is why that they're, you know, this is why they're 13, three team. Well, he's a great coach and that is a mm-hmm. damn good team right now. He's a good coach. A I'd team. say the one I'd say question mark is Carson Palmer. Cause he has yet to kind of overcome the, the playoff hump. And that's really the yeah. last thing remaining within his, uh, you know, his, his NFL bucket list, so to speak. Well, he, he's oh, the player sure. I don't trust. He's the player I don't trust. Like, if it, I feel like if they're going to lose, it's going to be on his watch. Which is scary because he's a quarterback. That's kind of the scary point. Right. It'd be different yes. if it was like, man, that cornerback, he sure is a liability. <laughs> you know, but you're not, you're not too worried about it. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I think my, my biggest I think my biggest argument for it, not to make this a, a Cardinals uh, uh, podcast, but my biggest argument for them this year, I think, is that um, if, Tyron Ma- if Tyron Matthew was in the, the NFC Championship – I don't. I'm not saying they would have magically beaten beaten Carolina because they really got blown out. But I think it would have been a much closer game. He's kind of. I compare him to like the the Ray Lewis lifeblood of a team. He, they love him in that defense. He's he's kind of just the lifeblood of that defense, and he keeps them going. Not to mention he's a major playmaker. I think if he was in that game, it would have been a much different game. For All sure. right. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about the battle we care about. Because first and second, that's pretty much been decided, okay? Yeah. But the battle we care about is the battle for third and fourth. Los Angeles Rams and the beautiful, amazing, unstoppable San Francisco 49ers. So uh, I asked you this off air, but I want to ask you on air. Uh, Jeff Fisher get fired this year? Correct. I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, uh, in that he's going to get fired um, this season. I think it's time. He's been with the club for this is his fourth year, I believe. Uh, and I said this stat. Uh, when we recorded it last, but he his he he is really bad. He's a really bad head coach that people don't realize he is. Like he his I believe his overall record, which now it should be eighteen of twenty two. But last they said eighteen of his last of his twenty two seasons of coaching have been losing records. Like that is wow. terrible. That is terrible. But no, but no one knows that. 
Like if no one thinks about that, because everyone just think thinks of the the Panthers year. Oh, the t- Titans year. The I'm Titans sorry, the year. Titans. Excuse me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, everyone thinks of the Super Bowl. Everyone thinks of like when they went 13 and three and won the division, and like they lost in playoffs. But they think of those seasons. They don't think of like majority of his career. He's been just so mediocre. So yeah, I think, I, I think a big part of that is though. I think the reason that that happens is because he. He he's really good at spoiling uh, the big guns in our division, and our division happens for the last five years is often carried one of the top two best teams in the entire league, whether Correct. it's the Niners or the Seahawks or the Cardinals. One of those three have taken turns as arguably the best team in the league, and he wins he wins these games that he's not supposed to win in such dramatic fashion that it, uh, kind of I think it always he's the way he wins and who he wins against. Often it's such high profile wins that no one's paying attention to like the string of four losses in between them. Right. Like, yeah, yeah oh, but yeah. you're like, yeah, but he beat San Francisco, but he beat Seattle, <laughs> but he beat the Cardinals. If Bro, he can beat those teams, he theoretically should be able to beat the rest of the league. Well, it's obvious that his understanding of um of, of the of the NFC West is very deep, you know, and he super he, deep. He, he really understands how to – I mean, he even gave Harbaugh a lot of trouble. So, Raymond, why don't you break down the regular season schedule of the 49ers, and we'll go week by week and do our final picks before the season starts. Uh, so, once again, San Francisco is put on the national spotlight of Monday Night Football, which is uh, where we love to be. Uh, beautiful stadium, by the way. I went there last year at the end of the season for the for the Week 17 game. It was awesome. Um, so, Rams go to Santa Clara – and my money is obviously on uh, Los Angeles. I'm going to take them in this game for sure. Raymond, what do you think? Well, originally, when we first did this cast, we <laughs> all thought that, you know, cause, because the Rams traded, like, what was it, six picks to move up into the number one spot to take Jared Goff. So we all thought, okay, they're going to take Jared Goff. There's a high probability that he's probably going to be the starter. That has not been the case. Um, he actually has been bumped down to number three quarterback. Any, anything can change over the course of the season, especially if injuries uh, devastate the Rams uh, starting sure. lineup. But um, with that said, I'm still not convinced that they're starting quarterback. I also think that they lost a lot of veteran players that made up the bulk of that defense that's been so good and so good against the NFC West the last uh, three, four years um, that I don't see them kind of Picking up where they left off last year, I actually see them taking a step back, especially with all the young guys on their team, and they didn't get the same. They weren't able to add the same amount of depth that they would have had they had those six picks back. So I'm going to take the Niners in this one, Chip Kelly being the X factor. Uh, heading over into week two, that is uh, over in Carolina, immediately Ooh. on the road. I think this one's. I think this is going to be pretty rough, considering that Carolina is kind of on the. They're in headhunter mode right now, trying to get some redemption. I don't know how well they're going to pursue that challenge, but I do think they are better than San Francisco at this point. Yeah, East Coast game again at 10 a.m. in Carolina all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Niners were a really bad road team last year. I, I, mm-hmm. I suspect that trend to change under Chip Kelly because a head coach makes a huge difference, but I do not think it's enough to overcome Carolina. Um, then we travel back to the West Coast in week three uh, for a one o'clock game in Seattle. Not sure we're ready to take over this hump, too, despite the fact that we have a new coach. The, the Harbaugh Pete Carroll rivalry is gone. Um, most of those players, with the exception of Kaepernick and Navarro Bowman, are gone. 
So this is a brand, pretty much a brand new club, and Phil Dawson, if you want to count him too. But uh, <laughs> I, I still think that Seattle is still Seattle, and in that in that regard, I believe we're going to start season one and two. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think one and two is the right way to do it. Yeah, I think I in agree. Seattle they're going to be hot. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think we beat Seattle in Seattle. Week four. Now, when we first did this, I thought that we were good enough to take the Cowboys. Some people think thought differently. I believe you guys thought differently. I. Still feel the same way, especially now that Romo has a broken vertebrae and he's out for at least six to ten weeks. So he's going to miss miss majority of the season, if not at least half. Um, So I don't expect Dak Prescott to do much better. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is supposed to be really good, but and he's going to be behind a good line, which is the the benefit that he has coming into this game. But I don't think that you can win with running just alone. You're going to have to pass eventually, and that's where Dak Prescott's going to get exposed with our pass rush. So I'm going to say uh, Niners start 2-2. Two and two. Um, Yeah, I got I, – I, this one's a wash for me. It's really hard. I think I got it. I, I would – originally I was thinking San Francisco because of Romo, but I'm just thinking about with Dak Prescott, who's a, who can run, and I think Zeke is – Zeke – in the one preseason drive he got, it's preseason, but it was in Seattle, looked like everything he's touted to be. I think that between him and Dak Prescott, I think there will be some read option stuff. I think the, the Cowboys are going to eke out a victory. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be really like, I think I think it is. It might be a hot take because Romo's out, but I think it's going to be, I, I think even with Chip Kelly, that's going to be a ground attack game. I think it's going to be Carlos Hyde and Ezekiel Elliott just – pounding the rock the whole game and i think uh the cowboys are going to come up just just barely but i think the i think the cowboys win it Ooh. hot hot take that was hot. Hot. that one's sizzling a little bit brother what do you say yeah, sizz- exactly <laughs> i say 49ers romo's out uh, the cowboys I, I, we'll see we'll see what, what prescott and ezekiel Elliott can do they've got a fantastic offensive line over there and i have no doubt that they're going to figure it out but i think week four they're still finding their footing prescott's still new and i think they we take that game after that the, the oh hold car- on real quick L- louis um do you do you think romo's career is over oh man dude i i've i'm always rooting for romo because i think he's a really tough guy and like his numbers man he's a really he's actually a pretty solid quarterback people give him a lot of crap but he's actually really solid um, I root from all time, but I think it. I think it should be. I man, he's had so many injuries. Week five. So this is one. This is a tough one to call here. I could easily see the Niners falling two and three, but I could also see them catching catching the Cardinals off guard at home um, because the Niners played very well at home last year defensively, not necessarily offensively. Um, we all know that they have a new offensive scheme that will that is going to be high octane much very similar to the Cardinals in that regard as far as uh, speed and and potency and efficiency goes as far and also the mix-up with uh, the running game these are these are similar similar brands of offense although coached in very different uh, the methodology is very different so I'm going to take a wild stab here and say that the Niners pull off the home victory of the Cardinals. I think it'll be a different story in Arizona, but I think they fly, they fall, they rise to three and two at this point. Ooh. This is a tough one. Now remember, I'm biased, so I'm going <laughs> to give the edge to my team every time. Oh, well, not every time, but where I see you know what though, 
no, no, no. You know what? No, that's you know, I, and I'm and I'm I have zero bias towards uh, San Francisco. But I gotta say, uh, after hearing you talk and then looking at it, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick San Francisco on this one too. I think. For me, they go to two and three right now because I had them at one and three. So I think they go two and three here. But this is, yeah, like you just said, they're going to catch them off guard. This is a short week. This is a Thursday night game. Um, I think Arizona last year, around this time, this is when Arizona had their first one or two stumbles. They came out really hot, and then they had a kind of stumble or two right here around week four, week five. I think, again, that happens. I think that they just come out on a short week to San Francisco, and San Francisco somehow just finds a way to get an edge. I think Torrey Smith is going to beat beat people on the edge quickly. And for some reason, I just had that feeling. And I think that, yeah, Torrey Smith's going to do it. And I think that they're going to pull through on this one. I think it's going to be a close game, like 1916 San Francisco wins or something like that. Yeah, I can see it being a close game. It's going to come yeah. down to the running game because I think the yes. passing attacks are going to get sniffed out. There's going to be a lot of pass rushing on both sides of the football. Oh, for sure. Um, the corners are on Arizona side. Is good. You're going to have to watch for Peterson and, and Matthew for sure because they're going to try to take out the outside. But, uh, but that, that's also going to say, well, what happens to the inside? That means the tight end's got to have a big game in that game, and we have the tight, we have more tight end depth um, in that regard, which I think will, might be the X factor on offense if Carlos Hyde isn't able to pump out some yardage. And I love Vince McDonald. I think he can be an X factor in that game for sure. He He's can if he reaches his potential. Gosh. Yeah. If he can. Yeah. And, if Car- and, and this is all assuming that Carson Palmer is healthy by week five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, of course. Carson Palmer's out, then for sure San Francisco wins it. <laughs> you know, you guys almost had me convinced, both of you, after hearing all of this, that the Cardinals <laughs> are going to lose. But I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals All right. Win. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah, it's I don't want it. Okay, yeah, so now we have the Bills traveling to the East Coast. This is the East Coast 10 a.m. game. Now, if this was last year's Jim Tom Sula team traveling east, I would say, you know what? The Niners don't pack their defense. They're just not equipped to do it anymore. They don't, there's no, they don't have that Harbaugh instinct where they would just pack the Vic Fangio defense, would come with them and pay just as good at home as they do on the road, uh, or just as good on the road as they do at home. But uh, in this case, we have a completely different defensive coordinator who is firm, who has had success everywhere he has been, everywhere he has coached. And the same thing can be said with Chip Kelly. So with that, whenever you have a successful coach come into a franchise, the, the success that that coach has experienced and, and that, that that coach preaches usually translates really well with players. So in this case, I don't see them having the same uh, the same jitters that they did on the road last year. I don't see them having that this year. And again, this is Rex Ryan. I do not trust Rex Ryan. I trust him defensively. I do not trust him offensively. We have the edge in this case because our offense is better than their offense, and that means that our defense is going to have an easier time shutting them down. So I'm going to take San Francisco on the road here, and that means we step up to 4-2 and two at this point. I, have a, I can totally see where you're coming from. I, I have a hard time and maybe this is because I have some stock in, in the Bills' uh, offense fantasy-wise. I don't think the Niners' offense is that much better than Buffalo's. I think they're pretty evenly matched how I look at it just because I think Tyrod Taylor, they just re-signed him to a big con- decently big contract. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be solid. I-, I liked him last year if he can stay healthy. Um, it seemed like they were saying he kind of learned how to – get out of the way of being hit not in the just when he's on the run um i think lashawn mccoy is going to be really good this year i think sammy Watkins is still a deep threat that i don't know if the niners secondary has what it takes to take him out i i I, and i will say 
fully. I've not paid too much attention to the Niners secondary other than a couple of preseason games. Um, but I, th- I think Buffalo, I think I got to go with Rudy on this one. Just a West Coast team going to East Coast again at 10 a.m. I got to go. I think I'm going to take Buffalo on this one. I actually am going the opposite on this one. I, I think I take the 49ers. I just don't think Rex – I think Rex Ryan's a hack. Yeah. I really do. I've always thought he was a he's hack. Past his, he he's a, past his prime. He's I can extreme, see that for sure. Extremely overrated. I always, I always thought he was extremely overrated. Uh, he, even even his – I mean his defenses – I mean I don't know. I mean, they, 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 they're they're good. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard for me to go, well, he's so good at this one thing. Well, then why do you lose all the time? You lose all the time. Mm. I don't know how good are, exactly. are yeah like like when um, score. <laughs> like when Greg Papa praises uh, Greg, I've heard Greg Papa praise Rex Ryan although he praises him to, to be clear I think he praises him more defensively but he also says he's a good coach I'm like okay well as a fan that doesn't understand football as well as someone like Greg Papa does what I see is a coach that doesn't win as often as you want a coach to win so uh, so in that case I just I just can't I can't take him seriously. It's kind of like Jeff Fisher, the Jeff Fishers of the world, the, the Rex Ryans, the middle of the road coaches. Um, mm-hmm. And Rex Rex Ryan actually, I think is I don't think he's as good a coach as Jeff Fisher is, to be perfectly honest. No, I don't. I agree. With I that. think I Jeff Fisher's a better coach. I think so too. I agree. With Thank that. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they're I think they're both pretty similar. I'd, I'd put them right kind of next. To, I think Fisher. I mean, Fisher's taking the team to the Super Bowl. Rex Ryan hasn't, obviously. So I think I give him the edge there. But I think they're pretty similar coaches for sure. Yeah, and so on this one, I'm I'm gonna definitely gonna go with the 49ers. I know where they're traveling east. I don't necessarily trust that, but pretty much for all the exact same reasons you said, Ray. I, th- I think the 49ers win that game. Yeah, and actually. You know, I that, think, but that puts them at three and four on my schedule. Yeah, so they're four two of mine. I'm gonna say they keep it going here. They're at home. The defense plays terrific at home. They were a top ten defense statistically at home on the road. It was a different story, which is why they ended up at the bottom of the barrel defensively. Just what because they were getting blown out on the road straight up. And uh, so in this case, I think with the new, newly vamped defense, the Twin Towers, the draft picks, the newly improved uh, secondary, which, by the way, is the defensive coordinator's specialty, which is why they oh, look nice. much more improved uh, this year. Yeah, so when he was uh, when he was the uh, – what was he? He was the, the secondary coach in the Jets. They were the top secondary uh, that year that he was their secondary coach. When he was the – Linebackers coach for the Buffalo Bills. They led the league in sack that that season. When he was the defensive coordinator for the Browns, they were a top 10 defense. The next year they had uh, injuries that depleted them, and they fell off the charts. And then then he came to San Francisco. So uh, outside of that one odd year in Cleveland, this guy has success everywhere he's been. So that's why I preach so highly with him, and, and his specialty is secondary. So that's good. Um, I think James Winston, this is a team, this is a tough one because this is a team that's on the rise. They were 6-10 and 10 last year. They kind of surprised everybody with a 6-10 and 10 record. James Winston mm-hmm. played to his potential and has you know plenty of room to grow and expand. And I do like Dirk Cutter as their offensive coordinator. And... This one, this one could go either way, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Niners win, get on a four-game win streak. Chip Kelly starts to get a lot of buzz in the media for turning things around in San Francisco early on, and they improve to five and three, or I'm sorry, five and two. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give them, I'll give it to not to San Francisco here. I think at home they can they can beat out Tampa Bay. I don't think that Tampa Bay has enough to pull through there. Um, I think yeah, I, I, I take um, I take San Francisco on that one too. No argument. I'm going to take San Francisco on that. I, th- I think Jameis Winston, uh, same thing. I think he has a lot of potential, but I think that our we can stack that defense and give him a hard day. I don't think I don't think it's a, I don't necessarily think it's going to be an easy win, but I think the 49ers win that game. Yeah, for sure. So then we have the bye, and then Raymond Week Nine. Good Week Nine. Uh, we host uh, the Saints, so we stay at home and we host the Saints. And this is a team that we've we've kind of had their number since 2011, uh, even in the downturn. Of I think there was one. The only game we lost was a controversial, controversial call oh, on Ahmad Brooks, who game. actually got redemption. <laughs> got ended up getting redemption the next time we played them. Um, so it's kind of a, a very poetic, poetic justice, so to speak, uh, for the Saints. <laughs> I think uh, again since and that was and we barely won that game too. Uh, thank God Ahmad Brooks sealed the deal there. He sealed the deal in the other one too, but they said it was a it was a. Uh, roughing the passer hit that was such it crap. was but like i said the trend is uh, the niners have the saints run i say we uh, again go to a five game win streak here improve into six and two and start to get a uh, playoff buzz here but uh, but we'll, we'll see how things turn out with the rest of the schedule wow um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take um man that's a hard one just because new orleans on the road is so hard to, to, to they're terrible out. on the road well, yeah, I'd say they're fifty-fifty on, on the road. You don't know which New Orleans you're going to get. Yeah, I agree, and and I think um, I would like to see who New Orleans plays before that. But I think blindly, um, you know, blindly, I'll give that to San Francisco. Um, I think New Orleans defense is, I think, kind of the opposite of what the argument I've been giving for a lot of teams. I think their defense won't be able to keep up with San Francisco's defense, so they're going to hold them down. Uh, and I think Saints defense isn't going to be there this year again. So I think, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to the Niners there. I don't. I don't believe uh, the Saints. The Saints are they're terrible on the road, and I. I don't. I don't. Think, I think they come to San Francisco and they lose that game. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here, Louis, I'll shed some light on. Uh, you were curious on what, uh, who were they playing the week before? Uh-huh. They, the week before they come to San Francisco, that because that's in November six. The week before they play the Seahawks. Ooh. And the week before that, it's Kansas City, and the week before that, it's Carolina, and then after San Francisco, they're playing Denver. That's a, wow. And they then Carolina on, they, again. So six wow. games of they go just on a slide. They're just they just have it rough right there. Wow. And then right. they play you after Carolina. They play the Rams. Wow. That is okay. Brutal. That's a yeah, brutal so six game stretch. Game. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'll take the Niners. I think I'll they're going to the get pretty there. beat up in that six week stretch there. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So here we we go on to week 10 here. This is a, another uh road game in Arizona, not too dissimilar time time zone wise uh or game time starts for for us. It's like playing at home almost. You just short travel, but it's two Cardinals. I don't think they beat Arizona at home. This is assuming that the Cardinals are in stride and doing what they do best as they have the last couple of years. So I'm going to take the Cardinals on this one. They break the five-game win streak. San Francisco drops to six and three. Yeah, um, I uh, I take uh, – I'm going to definitely go with Arizona on this one. I think Arizona um, – I think they and they go, they each they kind of tie the series up. 
here, I think Arizona wins. In Arizona, they're going to be in stride. And I think, yeah, I, I, there's not much really to say about that. I think that I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to keep up with them on the road, which actually drops me down, them down for me to, uh, I believe, three and six. I have them at three wins right now. So three and six for the Niners for me. Not going to be well liked on my first podcast for the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> I also believe that the Arizona Cardinals win this game and they sweep them on my schedule. They sweep the 49ers this year. Nice. Okay. So, week 11, we host the New England Patriots, same time again, 125 Pacific time. Now, Tom Brady has already been back for six weeks. I think he's in stride at this point. I think the Pats are kind of on track doing what they do best. They have a really good system that allows them to maintain course regardless of who's at quarterback. Matt Castle was the last example of that or the, la- the last best example, meaning when he took over for Brady uh, during the ACL injury, injury year. Right. Um, I think it's a similar case in this regard. I don't necessarily think we're equipped to take care. Even though we are at home, I think we give we give some good punches to, to New England throughout the game. But in the end, especially in the second half, I think the Pats pull away. And it's San Francisco falls to 6-4. and four. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I think I agree. I think uh, the Niners lose this one, even though they're at home. Um, they're going to go on, yeah, a bit of a, a two-game slide there. I think that because for me they're going to a two-game slide. Yeah, because New England, New England's New England, man. They're gonna they're gonna go back to the playoffs again this year. They're probably gonna be an AFC Championship again this year. Um, I don't see Brady. I don't see that team taking any steps back, even without Brady for the first four games. I think he's gonna come out way more fired up than he than he has been. In he's gonna have years, a, He's gonna have the. This is the first year he's gonna play with the chip on his shoulder since he took over for uh, Drew Bledsoe. Oh yeah, and like a real fresh chip on it. Yeah, exactly. Because his whole career, he's kind of always had that edge. But I think now it's fr- it's a fresh like. Yeah, this season he kind of got messy. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he's gonna come out hot, and they're gonna be playing. A, they're gonna have a really good season. I think. Yeah, I think New England comes in and takes care of San Francisco. Agree. Tom Brady's peaking by week eleven, and yeah, and he's playing angry. Oh, yeah. I give that game to the Pats. Yeah. yeah, he's in Tom Brady Hulk mode at this point. <laughs> uh, then we have week 12. Here's where things get interesting because we're playing the Miami, Miami Dolphins. Now, this is a wild card because we I have my doubts on Adam Gaze just because I think he has he has a tall order to fill over in Miami that hasn't been filled since the departure of Dan Marino. I don't necessarily see this franchise turning around that fast under Gaze because I don't necessarily think that Gaze is the next, you know, the next uh, amazing coach to come uh, hit the NFL by storm like Bruce Arians is right now. Um, right. So I'm going to say the Niners actually take this one, although we it is a road game East Coast in Miami, so they do the Dolphins do have that going for them here. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give the road victory to the Niners, and I think that Chip Kelly and company go ahead and handle Adam Gaze, and, uh, and, and uh, Chip Kelly shows him. Who's uh, who's the veteran coach here with the expertise to pull it out of the win? <laughs> yeah, I take uh, I, I I again I don't believe in Miami at all. I think I take San Francisco here. Um, I think they on my schedule. I think they end their two game uh, skid here and they pick them they pick themselves back up with a with a W here in Miami for sure. So I got them at four four wins now. So here's the thing with this game for me: Dolphins aren't going to be very good. The 49ers are going to be kind of middle of the road. And this is one of those weird games to me where I can totally see the 49ers going into Miami and having the kind of game where you're just they're just playing like crap and they're just like playing to the level of their opponent. Like that's this yeah. to me is like one of those games where you like you I, I, can see I, that. 
right? You can see. Can you can't read right? See a picture of a scenario <laughs> where the 49ers go in and they're just kind of playing to the level of Miami. You know what I mean? Uh, if I, if this was if this was like Jim Harbaugh era, I might I might be able to 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 see that or Jim Tom Sula for that matter. Yeah, I would say um, for sure Jim Tomsula year. Um, but I, I can't see it with Chip yet. I mean, and, and part of that is because none of us have seen Chip with the 49ers yet. So we don't know what to get. All, all we've seen is preseason, and that is, you know, but a but a, a mere shadow of what to expect in the regular season. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I if I see them doing that. You know, it depend, if if they're sitting at seven and three at this point, I mean, uh, what is it? Uh they lose two back to back. They're six and three at this point. Then they, I see them. Yeah, I, I see seven and three here. I don't see six and four. Seven and three in the hunt. And yeah, and Rudy, I, I told you, your I think they do play to. I think they play down. I think they play to Miami's level because they're on an East Coast at ten a.m. and they play down. But I think that they are. I think they're going to be able to pull through at the end because I think that they're going to be. They're going to at least for sure have a better defense. Um, I'm not sure if statistically they'll have a better offense because if Gase can pull it through, I think the Dolphins will have – it all depends on Gase and Tannehill. Um, I'm still not high on them, but and I don't think they're going to do well. But I think the Niners have a better defense. I think at the end they, they're going to keep it close, and the Niners defense is going to pull through at the end. Yeah, people people gave credit to Gase because they said, hey, um, you were the coordinator in Denver. I was like, yeah, but look who, look who is your quarterback, a guy who could run the <laughs> offense without you. And so yeah, who did run the yeah. yeah, and then you go to Chicago, and yes, um, statistically, Cutler put up his best numbers ever, but that's not saying much considering what his numbers were and what exactly. his numbers became last year. the The difference in his improvement was marginal at best, and this is this is a quarterback who had a who was projected to have a high ceiling, but is probably never going to ever see that ceiling. Um, so I don't expect him to now. He now he's going to a quarterback who's not he doesn't even have the same experience as Jay Cutler or the quarterbacks he's seen before that. And so I just don't expect them to. I don't expect Tannehill to make this amazing leap forward without going through some growing pains uh, in Miami first. For sure. That's just I what can... I see. Okay, because we're on the road for the next two weeks, and I th- I think we split our road series and. You think they split it, and you think they lose to Miami, and they beat the next one? No, I know. I think if they were going to lose, if they were going to win any game, it'd be the Dolphins, and they would lose to Vic Fangio's defense. Exactly. In the, in exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That's I. That's part of my uh, my reasoning too. For well, not part of it because I think they're going to beat Miami whether they went East Coast or not. But I think back to back East Coast morning games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think we. I think I think they 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 beat they beat Miami. And then lose in Chicago, which I'm already kind of getting ahead of myself. But <laughs> spoiler. Yeah. So going on to the next week, um, this is this is a tough one to call because it puts me in a very optimistic position. Should I choose the Bears to win, which is now putting me into I'm already in a very optimistic. I have an optimistic <laughs> season going on here, <laughs> which is kind you of crazy. Getting win streak, Ray. It is very crazy. I, I'm going to say that, but you know what? The Niners were six and ten when Harbaugh took over, and they weren't projected to win many games that in that that uh, in that scenario either. Um, but they weren't. They didn't have as much talent. They don't have as much talent on the team now that they already they already had. They had more proven talent on the Harbaugh team than they do this team. 
Um, and this, and the only, the big difference in this case is that there's unproven talent with a lot of potential, but we haven't seen what that potential has become yet. Versus when Harbaugh took over, Patrick Willis was established. We had uh, Bowman that came in. Um, we had Justin Smith already. Uh, Gore was already established. Um, so you had a lot of solid pieces in there. Um, so um, it's. I'm taking a similar road to that despite not knowing what our younger guys are going to become. I'm, I'm banking that they're going to be, be good because good coaching can get the best out of players um, better than bad coaching. Bad coaching will always be bad coaching, but good players can take a shitty player and make him better. And then maybe he goes to another team and just does shitty again. But under that tutelage, he'll always do better because that's that's just what good coaching does. Right, um, right. So in this case, this is a tough one because we beat the Bears in overtime last year. But the one X factor is Vic Fangio, like you mentioned, brother. And I think that this second-year stint – I thought Chicago was going to be monstrous defensively um, last year. But they really weren't. And Gabber ended up beating them with a, a big, deep pass uh, to end that game. 70 yards to Torrey Smith um, mm-hmm. on a defense that I thought was going to be a lot better. I think that they are much improved this year. I expect them to be a lot better this year, and I think they're going to give us a lot more trouble. Um, how much trouble? Well, we're going to be in Chicago this time. Um, so be slightly different scenario. So I, I'm i going to say that the Niners dropped this one, and, uh, and that's only because of Vic Fangio. I think he has an improved defense over there in Chicago, and I think that becomes too much for Gabbard and company, particularly – in the passing game, and he forces him to make errors. Um, so I'm going to say the Niners fall to seven and four. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely agree. I think that the Bears win this one, um, and I think that because yeah, you back to back weeks um, in East Coast. I mean, it's Chicago is an East Coast, but 10 a.m. game. Uh, you know, yeah, I agree. I think their defense is going to be improved. Um, of course, and I'm drawing a total blank. There it is. Uh, the, their first-round pick, Leonard Floyd, the linebacker out of Georgia. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, a linebacker out of Georgia for Chicago. Um, all reports and every, what report on the first-round pick doesn't come out that's really good besides probably Jared Goff this season. Uh, but most reports have been coming out. <laughs> most reports coming out have been saying that he's just – he looks really good. He looks beastly. I think they said that he was dealing with like a little nagging – uh, injury going on, but he's. I think he'll be fine by the end of the season or late end of the season. Uh, yeah, I think the defense can be better. I think he's going to be a beast on the edge, and I, I think the Niners dropped this one back to back weeks. Yeah, know, despite the fact that we played Chicago late last year too in Chicago and won in overtime, and that was oh, after sure. that was after coming off of back to back losses in uh, in Seattle and then at home against the Cardinals. Which, by the way, that was a narrow victory, nineteen to thirteen, Cardinals wow. over San Francisco. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and that's and yeah, I remember the Bears Niners game. That's exactly. that's why I think yeah. that's why I think the scenario flips around at this home with the X factor being Chip Kelly, and that nineteen thirteen could very well be the Niners nineteen, Cardinals thirteen at home. Right, <clears throat> I totally agree. Totally because they got what happened when they went to Arizona? They got blown out, forty seven to seven. Yeah, oh bad. Cap through the back to back pick sixes to start yeah, the game off. Exactly. <clears throat> So that's why I don't trust them at home in, against Arizona. Not yet. All right. Brother, what do you see in Chicago? No, we definitely we lose, we lose to Vic Fangio's uh, Bears defense. All right, moving on here. Uh, the next week we are playing the Jets. 
Boom. At home. Now the Jets, you got Fitzy. I'm Fitzy, you can you can rattle Fitzy if you put the pressure on him. He's only had oh, yeah. one good year his entire career. So it's 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 very easy to play those odds in your favor. However, um, where the Jets excel is defensively. They have pro bowlers on that defensive uh, front, like I've mentioned before. They retain guys. They've signed guys, big-time players, double-digit sacks type of guys. I think that's going to be too much because if they take out the run and force us to beat us in the air, I don't think that Gabbert can handle that. That's assuming Gabbert is still the starting quarterback at this point. That's a big assumption because I, I, I feel very strongly whoever starts as our starting quarterback is not going to end the season as our starting quarterback. Which is a good argument to make. Uh, I think you guys get the win here over New York. Um, I don't think there's – I think the Jets are going to be in the same boat they were last year at the end of the year. They're going to be teetering on that. Will they? Won't they make the playoffs? Uh, you know, is Ken Fitzpatrick pull through again? Just kind of a, a weird thing. And uh, I think they're going to make some, some – I think Fitzpatrick's going to make some really uh, grave mistakes against that pass rush, and he's going to throw some picks. And, and I think the Niners pull through in that one, yeah. that's I give them – that's their fifth win for me. Ooh. Yeah, they're coming up. <laughs> hey, so they've already tied last year. Yeah, you guys are going to be better. So I've already surpassed last year. Much, yeah, way, and way quicker so, than I did. So we have four. This is a four-road game stretch in five games. Wow. I'm saying they lo- they win in Miami. They lose in Chicago. They lose at home to the Jets. But I'm going to say – I'm sorry, brother. What did you think about the Jets? You know, that's a tough one too. That's kind of a wonky team that, like similar to what Louis said, will air. It is, but they're the type of team where their defense keeps them in games. Yes, it sure. does. It does. That's a, that's a tight one. You know, we're we're home. We're just coming off a loss against Chicago. Hmm. Then we got to travel to Atlanta. Could be a redemption game. I could have this wrong, where they lose in Chicago but then redeem themselves against New York. I really can see them beating New York in San Francisco. I could see that. And if that was if that. that was flipped, if it was. On the road in New York, I'd say definite loss. And then if Chicago was coming to San Francisco, then I would say that's a definite win. True, I'd, fl- I'd flip both of them. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to the San Francisco 49ers on that one. That that one's an either or game. I I feel like. Um, yeah, I know, can see that. It's a toss up. Yeah. It could be a toss up. Yeah, the def- oh, our I, defense I could be just as stout as them and force them into the same situation too. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah, true. my my, I go with the Niners. So then we go back on the road, travel to Atlanta. Now, we did beat Atlanta last year, but that was at home. However, I do not trust Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're, they don't quite figure it out this year either just because I don't think Dan Quinn is the man to get the job done. I think he's a great coordinator. I don't necessarily think he's fit to coach uh, head coach a team like that, even though he's got it pretty good in Atlanta. Atlanta has a lot of tools and weapons over there, and, and Matt uh, – uh, Matt's a good quarterback. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Um, he's definitely a top top twenty, if not top fifteen, um, quarterback. He, so, but I think we take them in Atlanta and we rise to uh, eight and five at this point. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give the Niners their sixth win of the season in my uh, in my alternate dimension, um, and I'm going to say that. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much to really talk about. I think I'm not too high on Atlanta this year as a team. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to pull through even at, in Atlanta. Uh, the league found out about their fake crowd noise, and I think that that's going to that's going to uh, they clearly there is their home field advantage isn't very loud. So um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take San Francisco on that one for sure. I think they go up to six wins, and um, 
And uh, yeah, America Six wins. That's Not much else real, to say. That one. That's you know, team traveling east. I don't trust the Falcons. I'm still not sure how much I trust the 49ers this far into the season, uh, especially if my if my if my record's correct. I have them at one, two, three, four, five. I have them at six wins and three, six, six and six. Actually, is what I have them at, right down there. Yeah, middle. they're eight and six in my book right now. Yeah, sorry, they're, I they're, said eight and five. I correct, I correct myself. Mm-hmm. Eight and six. Yeah, they're six and six in uh, my spot. I mean, at this point. Any chances of that means you're in the hunt? Technically, those are in the hunt teams. Well, I was going to say any chances. Well, no, no, you can't be you can't you can't be six and six right now. You got to be six and eight because if you have six wins, you have eight losses at this point, right? Because you'd be six and eight, and then if if you if you win the next two, you'd be eight. I have them at six and six. One, two. We're at week seventeen. Seven. Seven. I'm sorry. I have I have them at seven wins. Yeah, seven wins. There we go. Yeah, seven and eight. Six. So I have seven and six is where I have seven them. Seven and now. six, sorry, yeah, seven and six. Yeah, so yeah. I have them at seven. I have and them at six and eight. So So next I'm week. Gonna, I'm gonna say Yeah, I mean the Falcons aren't very good. I still I give that edge to the Falcons. I just don't trust them going I don't trust them going east right now at all. Then they come back to the West Coast in Week 16 against, we smoke those Rams. against the Rams. <laughs> and I think because of the youth and the inexperience, I think that – and the X factor, which, of course, for me, this entire season will be Chip Kelly. I think that, along with uh, Jim O'Neill, the defensive coordinator, will be enough to sweep the Rams this year for the first time uh, in a couple years, right? It's been a few years since we've done yeah, it's been a Yeah, it's been a solid, solid amount of time. I think before Jim Harbaugh, Jeff Fisher era, I think that was the last time it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely disagree. <laughs> I'm taking Los <laughs> Angeles in that one. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Los Angeles in that one. I think we uh, – wow, does that mean I, I think I have – as we sweep you guys. Yeah, because I, I, I have us going uh, – I think I have us going four and two in division. Um, so wait, you have, that... you have us – you have Rams sweeping the Niners, and Raymond, you have Niners sweeping the Rams? Correct. Yeah, we have a nice little flip here. What if he's wrong? Well, you know what, too. Well, we're gonna. Uh, well, that's. I think after this, Raven and I are gonna find out that we have like exact polar opposite seasons for the Niners in the tour. Because right now I'm at uh, that'd be six and nine for them, and then the I have them time, at I, nine and six. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna end with probably like polar opposite seasons for the Niners. That'll be a really funny, uh, <laughs> funny end of the season thing to see. <laughs> That's true, because like I said, one of you is wrong. We're going to find out. (laughs) One of you is wrong. (laughs) So for the final week. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Um, Sorry, brother. Uh, You took the Niners. You you shouted that out pretty quick. (laughs) You know, I did. But but when we did your schedule, I said the Rams take that one. Oh, wow. But I'm uh, I'm, a – since it's a different schedule, I have a different pick, and I'm going with it. I have a different pick for the same game. <laughs> That's right. Hey, right, right. hey uh, either way, I'm right. Either way, you're right, man. Either way, you're, you're a win-win. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Ray. Yeah, final game. All right, so week 16, we are at home uh, hosting the Seahawks for the final game of the season. Where Seahawks are in the playoff hunt, they could be either – um, atop the AFC West, the, the NFC West, 
with a clinch, or they could be vying for that playoff spot or, or the division spot against the Cardinals, which means we could be, much like the Rams, we could be in a spoiler position. However, yeah. um, considering our two brutal losses against them and the psychological edge that Seattle has over us the last three years, um, regardless of the new coach, I think that that still doesn't make – I don't think that Chip Kelly's X factor doesn't quite make a difference here. Um, I still think – I think he puts up a bigger fight. I mean, last year we lost 20-3, to and then the next game it was 29-13. to It wasn't even a contest. So – but I do think it be, it's at least a contest in this case. Just not so much that – not so much a contest that would that would be interesting in the fourth quarter. Um, so I think that Seattle beats us, and we fall to 9-7. and and that Chip Kelly falls short of his uh, ten and six, ten and six uh, run. Run, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess we won't be polar opposites. I'm gonna say six and ten. Uh, I think they lose this game as well. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna lose. Uh, they're, I think they're, yeah, they're gonna go two and two in their last four games for me for the Niners. Um, I think they lose their last two though with nine against the Rams, and then even though they're at home, I, I think yeah, like you said, there could be that X factor of the Seahawks playing for the playoffs. But for some reason, I, the NFC is such a competitive conference. Um, I see the Seahawks, like even though they probably are going to be nine and six, ten and five at that point, I think they're still going to be vying hard for a, for a playoff spot and for you know a, at least a home field advantage for the first game or two. Uh, so I think they're going to be playing their guys for most of the game. I think they're going to come out hot and they're going to they're going to put away the Niners. Yeah, I, yeah. and Russell He'll Wilson, I hate to admit it, but he's but he just he's. Even though he's so not as not as a prolific passer as Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but he makes terrific decisions under pressure. Um, he does not buck like uh, Colin Kaepernick does or a lot of other average quarterbacks do. Um, Correct. And and he runs really well. He 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 has great vision. He can make his reads. He knows how to read defenses. Um, and he's tough. He's slippery. Reminds me of uh, young Brett Favre without the passing without the same potency in passing yeah Brett Favre was so slippery back in the day and he could scramble too yeah he was I I I agree with everything you guys are saying I do believe that this game will be more important for Seattle who is who will be vying for playoff seating positioning so I believe that Seattle will come out with the win and that gets my 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 schedule here one two three four five six seven eight 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 and nine Eight and eight. Eight and eight. I'm sorry, eight and eight. Right, yep. yeah, yeah. Which is, oh, sorry, yeah. eight and eight. Yep. So you have them proving three games uh, over their record last year. I have them yeah, and proving Yeah, and I've been saying that for a while over. now. Eight and eight. I think they go 500 this year. And we take third place. Yeah. In the... So you got eight and eight. Raymond, you got <laughs> I think I think seven. when we originally did this, and I wasn't really, because it was the off season, I wasn't paying attention as much. I think I had them at 11 and five. You did. I remember. I think that. I had them at the inverse, <laughs> and I That's think I so had awesome. them at four and four and twelve or something. You guys have yeah. You guys both flipped really. Cool. I'm I'm I think I think I don't know. I still have them over five hundred. Yeah, I have them under. I have them at six and ten, finishing six and ten. Um, and I think and I and I optimistically have them finishing fourth place in the NFC West. I think the Rams finish seven and nine, and they we eke out a another back to back third place finish, and Jeff Fisher is out the door. <laughs> hang, hang, hang the banner hang the banner baby third place <laughs> already. <laughs> you've already ordered the hat i've already ordered the hat man yeah you know if if we if we if we take fourth place in the division 
I might have to get that hat made. 49ers. <laughs> and I'll wear it. Yeah, that'd be great. I would I'd be so down with that. Yeah, and hey, right. and real quick, too. So I know that we're wrapping this up the, with the preseason um, uh, predictions. I should preseason predictions. Even though we're technically in technically week one of the regular season has almost started, but we'll still call them preseason predictions. Um, I just want to throw out the uh, the wager that the three that uh, Rudy Salise the third. Rudy Jr., who to me is Rudy Sr., your guys' dad, and myself put a a $20 wager on the Rams 2016 season. Uh, I just want to make sure that's on the air now. I have it in my notes, but uh, Rudy Jr., uh, who again to me is Rudy Sr., this will be confusing to some people, uh, has them going 4-12 and and them going 0-6 in division. He doesn't think we'll win a game in division, which I loved. Wait, my dad uh, said that? Yeah. Remember? I thought my dad was far more optimistic than that. I no, thought I, oh my god, he was the most pessimistic. I think he was had he a six. Who? He had a six and ten record or something. No, I, I haven't changed these. Look at this since since May of 2016 when they were here, when we talked about. It. I haven't touched these since then. That's what they've said. Four and twelve. He had us at Owens. Remember, because you and I were so shocked. We had yeah. been drinking, so obviously there's some faded memories. <laughs> but yeah, I remember we were so shocked. I was like, you don't think they're going to win a game against Division? And he said no. So wow. we got him Rudy, you had them at six and ten and going one and five in division. Wow. Uh, yeah. But I mean I have to, I have them getting sw- swept by the Cardinals in this in this version and swept by the Seahawks. So Right you go. Yeah. So you're probably one and five for division is realistic. Yeah, and I got him I got him swept by swept by Seattle, split with Cardinals, and sweep uh the Rams. So that I think that's wow. a winning division record, isn't it? Yes. Wait, you have the yeah. Yeah, Two, yeah, three, you, yeah. and then no, that's a five hundred three and three. If you, yeah, oh, I'm, I see what you're saying. You're speaking from the Rams, but, man, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah, I have them at te- with my picks. I, I said when I made the bet three and three in division, um, but I have them at when now that we're doing these picks now, I have them at four and two in division again. Um, but I still have them at only eight wins. I had them originally at eight and eight. Um, but again, I, with Jeff Fisher, it's either going to be seven and nine or eight and eight. It's going to be right in there. So, um, yeah, but that's our, that's our bet. So I just want to make sure that that's known. That on is on the record. That is on the record. You guys are all hearing it here for the first time, Gold Cast fans. So don't forget it because we're going to bring it back up. And now I think the Romo injury swayed my Cowboys pick. The Romo injury did change things. That changed. Yes. That, that gave us one more extra win that I didn't think we were going to get. And then I decided on this last time that you, we were going to sweep the Rams. And before I said we split the Rams. So. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, where the two, there's where the two extra wins came from. Pretty much, <laughs> I think all the other ones is pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that'll be, that'll be a fun bet uh, between us. Be. It, it's going to be an interesting season. I think, um, I think the 49ers are going to be better than they played last year for sure. I think the defense is going to be sneaky good. I think we're going to go win some games that we shouldn't, and we're going to lose some games we should have won. Um, I think it's going to be yeah. A that, tough that's season, that's totally part of the growing pains recipe. You you win games. You you're like oh cool. We win. We got some surprise wins, which makes you pet optimistic for the future. But then it's like mm, we still we still have some humps to get over because you know you lose games. You lose some heartbreakers. Exactly, exactly. And I think the Rams. I think you know. We, we, we gave you a hard time about it, but all kidding aside, I think the Jared Goff 
thing was a really, really bad decision. And I think that it's something that <laughs> mainly because you guys, it's just the loss of all those picks. It's not even like oh, I don't even mind. I don't even mind them picking up Jared six Goff. Picks. Like, six yeah, picks. Six uh, picks. That's a tough pill to swallow. Now, now, if, now, if Goff becomes the next Favre or even a shell of of a Manning, then you know it, it'll be looked at as like. You know, one of the one of the the gutsiest the gutsiest payoffs in NFL history. You know, but if it fails, it'll be like you know looked at as one of the biggest blunders. Oh, for sure. And and, and honestly, I think it's gonna. I, honestly, in my opinion, it's gonna be somewhere in the middle there. I think Jared Goff's gonna be. Uh, I think it all depends on the season. I think if we sit him the entire year, uh, I think he's gonna have. I think next season he's gonna come out be the starter. I think he's gonna take command of the offense. I think he's gonna be good. I think we'll have a good, a little bit above average type of quarterback. I almost see like a. Maybe like a like a like a maybe a poor man's Andy Dalton. Maybe like a be, a little bit better of an Alex Smith statistically stats wise. Um, but I think we'd have an, a little bit above average quarterback. But if we throw him in there this season in the NFC West, especially with this with the schedule we have, um, yeah, we're he's gonna he's gonna be destroyed mentally, physically. Right. He'll he'll go down the path of 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 young Alex Smith of still young Blaine Gabbert. That's the path he yes. has if he gets thrown into yes. the fire. So, to, in yeah. my opinion, um, him sitting right now, even at the number three spot, is the best thing for him. Oh yeah, that increases that in, that makes you guys look good. It also increase, increases the the future potential of him because we know what happens when quarterbacks sit; they tend oh, to all man. do better. Aaron Rodgers is is proof of that. Steve Young is proof of that. Yeah. Um, uh, Brady is proof of that. It is really very few quarterbacks can do it, man. And the ones that can do it are are again generational talents. So these guys, there's the Cam Newton, they're the Andrew Lux, they're the you know they're those they're Peyton Man, they're those type of guys. They're not these you know Jared Goff. And those guys really all good. stayed in college the whole time. They didn't come prematurely like Goff did. Exactly, and they also were incredibly good quarterbacks. That when they came out of the, when they came out of college, everyone knew they were going to be a top pick. As opposed to you know Jared Goff, I told Rudy this the other day. I, we could have waited. We could have traded up to the number seven spot. And I I'm pretty positive we could have taken him at number six or seven. I guarantee we could have. There's no reason we had to trade another number one. It was a P, part of it was PR. Look, this is our first year in LA. We want to make a huge splash. Let's trade up to the number one spot and get Jared Goff, man. Let's get a quarterback. Let's do our thing. He's Cali boy. Let's do all of that. It was to- I think that had something to do with it. I don't think it had everything to do with it, but I think it had something to do with it. We could have gotten him at six or seven. I don't think anyone in that top five or six was going to take a quarterback. You know, until Philly traded in, they wanted wins. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do. I think it was a it was a big marketing stunt. Yeah. Then what the hard part is is you get Jared Goff, and now you have no picks next year. How oh. how do the how do the Los Angeles Rams improve? Like let's let's say for instance, let's say you're right, and you guys you guys take third place uh, this mm-hmm. year. You're definitely not taking third place next year. You're gonna fall no. to the bottom of the barrel. So what was the point? You know what I mean? Exactly. What was the point? What's the, the point? Was our first year in LA. That was. That's it. It's our first year in LA. It's. It's our. It's. It, they wanted to make sure that we got people intrigued and interested. Um, and if we don't place last, if we're middle of the pack, we're eight and eight. People aren't going to be hyped. But they're not going to be bummed and depressed when we go five and eleven or you know six and ten or whatever. Um, and I think next year, honestly, is going to be one of our worst years. We'll talk about that in a long time because I want to put it off, but. <laughs> 
I think next year's <laughs> gonna be one of our one of our much lower years, man. We're gonna we're probably gonna end up firing Jeff Fisher, in my opinion. And I think we're so we're gonna have a new head coach. Uh, it's gonna be our second year. We're not gonna have any first round picks. I don't think we have even have any second round picks next year. I think our first pick is maybe the third. Um, and yeah, I mean we're gonna be we're not gonna be looking. Uh, too hot um, that's for sure so I think that next year is definitely gonna be our downturn but again though what the 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 point of it was is that if a our first in LA they want to make a splash but also if Goff sits and then next year Goff can come out under new head coach and yeah he won't win a lot of games but if he can show that hey he can throw for 3,300 yards and and 25 or 30 touchdowns and and be and be good in the pocket. Not like he looked his preseason. I think that will be the win. Even if we go five and 11 or six and 10, we can say, okay, at least we know we have a kid that is has his head on his shoulders. And I think that. And then year three of Jared Goff, I think, will take off. Now we're looking way too far into the future of something that has not <laughs> happened yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> very true very true it'll yeah. be interesting it's going to be an interesting very season interesting to watch yes <clears throat> it is i think i think the for for us non seahawks and cardinals fans i think watching the rams i guess watching the rams and niners duke it out for third and fourth is kind of going to be the battle for us this year you know that's that's you know and that's all right we, you know we, we football you have up years you have down years and this is one of those years where we're fighting for third place right now, and and I'm okay. Yeah. Like I, I'm I after the Tom Sula year, like I, I'll I'll take that over anything, you know. Correct. Over, over nothing, I should say. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jim. Well, Great. Louis, congratulations. Welcome to the very first Goldcast uh, recording that you've been on. I look forward it. to having you back. Um, Thank you guys so much, man. I'm happy to be out here, and uh, shout out to the uh, to the Goldcast uh, family, man. Hell yeah! So, <laughs> Raymond, where can they find us? You can follow us on Twitter at 49ers Goldcast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, Stitcher, and iTunes at the same under the same moniker 49ers Goldcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Ray Solis. Brother, where can they find you? Well, they can find me on oh oh one more place. The other place you want to definitely look for us as Facebook.com. Our ah, yes, of course. Yeah, that's Facebook. where all of the news articles are too. It's a little bit of that, and Twitter is where all of our news feeds are. Boom! You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rudy Solis Third, Rudy Solis Number Three R D, Rudy Solis Third. Louis, where can they find you? Uh, at actually Louis B L E W I E, uh, and that's on all my major social media handles. Bam! There it is. So bam. concludes and bam. So concludes another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. And our Los Angeles co-host. Louis Bartone. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. And we out.